0: Welcome to Pathfinder Academy. Class is now in session. Here are your professors, Caleb and Christian.
1: Good morning, class. You may be seated. Today's lesson is on the ninja. This is part of our class overview series covering all the classes available to players. And right now we're on the alternate classes. So we have a message that is just for the people who are listening to this
0: around the time it was originally aired, which is about the time we're finishing up the race overview series. We're going to be talking as if we've already been recording the class overview series to try to maintain a through line for people who are listening after we've already begun the class overview series in earnest. So you may hear us say things like, in the Rogue episode, even though at the time of this airing, those episodes haven't been published. Consider this a sneak peek at the race overview series. We had a listener request for us to do the Ninja, and we figured, hey, why not? We kind of want to get back into... Doing the class a little bit once in a while. I know, Christian, it's a, a thing that you really enjoy.
1: Oh, I love talking about the mechanics. Uh, it's something I can really get riled up about and have a strong opinion. Yes, great, and we can fight. I love it when we fight. Exactly, that's what everyone listens for. Uh,
0: there are cicadas or some just obnoxious creature outside of my apartment, so I apologize if you can hear them. There's very little I can do to stop them. So let's get into it.
1: The ninja is the rogue's alternate class. As we know, alternate classes are similar to archetypes, but they have big enough changes from the class that they decided to make them their own standalone class with huge similarities to their uh, origin class. In this case, the origin class is the rogue. We talked before about the problem with rogues. Uh, We talked about the unchained rogue class. I see the ninja as kind of the first attempt to buff rogue. It wasn't super successful. The ninja is still considered a relatively weak class on the grand scheme of things, but it definitely went a long way of making your sneaky archetype kind of class feeling a lot more playable
0: i love the ninja i've had a player play as a ninja uh i'll bring a couple of the things he did in his build that i think made it really awesome and um i'm, I'm happy that they put it in here because i don't think the rogue really did hit the flavor enough for that crap i've already used the word flavor i've already done it guys look, look at me i've already done it uh but but i'm really actually happy that they decided to try to their hand at the ninja and we'll see how they turned out
1: now when we say ninja uh the Image that is invoked is correct. That's actually what they were going for. That's actually what the iconic art for the ninja looks like. You know, black garbed, thin individual with um, short, sharp weapons. The iconic Eastern ninja kind of thing. You can represent this in a lot of ways, which we'll see when we, and we'll talk about after we talk about their class mechanics. So let's get into the numbers. A lot of what we're about to say is a copy and paste over from Rogue. Uh, the ninja has a D8 hit die. They get 8 skill points per level. And they have a huge list of class skills. We've talked about the rogue uh, class skill list before. This is a big point for the rogue and the ninja and other classes like the investigator that they have a lot of class skills. Uh, The ninja's class skills is actually all the same as rogue, with one exception. Instead of getting knowledge dungeoneering, the ninja gets knowledge nobility. Um, All your staples are in here, the most important ones being the iconic skills like your stealth Slight Hand, they have the ability to climb, Disguise is a really b- good one, Disable Device, and obviously Use Magic Device. Use Magic Device is actually much more useful for a ninja than it is for a rogue, or at least somewhat so, because as we'll see, the ninja actually scales off of charisma, so it's very likely that their Use Magic Device check is going to be higher than a rogue's. Because they have a D8 hit die, that means that they have three force-based attack bonus, that in between... We talked about this with rogues. When you're a class and your only contribution to combat is really your physical aspects, your melee and ranged attacks, having three-force BAB is actually a big crippling weakness. Mm -hmm. It was a big problem with the rogue. Like an unchained ninja, I want
0: to have full BAB.
1: Luckily, the ninja does get something to offset this. Kind of similar to the monk, they get the ability to get bonus attacks. So though they have three-force BAB, they do get to make iterative attacks pretty early in the game. They only have one good save, which is reflex. We spoke before about the rogue and why this is really bad. Um, Reflex saving throws only save you from damage, where fortitude and will saves save you from death and mind control. Um, this is actually especially bad for the ninja, because as we'll see, they are missing a very important class ability the rogue has. Though the ninja is not a spellcaster, they do get some class abilities that scale off of charisma. So whereas the rogue really didn't have anything to scale off of, uh, the ninja specifically scales off of charisma. They get the key class ability, similar to the monks, but instead of being based on wisdom, is based on charisma.
0: Well, then let's get into it. Let's get into their class features. They are proficient with all simple weapons and then pretty much all of the sort of Asian-themed weapons... That they introduced with the Ultimate Combat book. Uh, I forget the 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 sort of Galorian specific name where it was very ancient themed culture inspired. Uh, but this was sort of part of that that movement was introducing the ninja. So it makes sense that they're proficient with those weapons.
1: Don't worry, katana is on the list, and
0: so is shuriken, which my player used to great effect. They're proficient with light armor, but not with shields, as to be expected. Though I do like the idea of a, of a ninja. Carrying around a tower shield on its back, never using it—it's just like extra back armor.
1: Oh, we Dark Souls now.
0: Yeah, or 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 we're player known battlegrounds where that frying pan is just like the best armor in the game.
1: <laughs> forget the Kevlar vests, forget the metal helmets. Give me a frying That's pan. That's right. So let's get right into their class abilities. Uh, starting at level one, I. Ninja, no surprise, gets sneak attack. Sneak attack is the ability to do additional damage whenever you catch a foe unaware, or what is referred to as flat-footed, deny their dexterity bonus to AC, rewarding the ninja for being sneaky and attacking people when they are unaware, and rewarding them for flanking enemies with their allies.
0: This starts out doing just an extra 1d6, but every two levels bumps up an extra d6. Now, this is the same progression as the rogue, correct? Exact same progression. Perfect. That's great. I would be disappointed if it was, like, a little bit less.
1: Now, we complained about sneak attack and how the... When we talked about rogue and how the rogue didn't have really any tools to enable sneak attack. Yeah, they could kind of sneak but they didn't have any class ability that was conductive to sneak attacking. We'll see that the ninja actually does have support, does have things that say, hey, you're good at sneak attacking. You can get it off more often. And they also get poison use.
0: This is the the godsend that replaces trap finding and with something slightly useful. However, it's only slightly useful. I've never been a huge fan of poison use, uh, but the fact that you get it at level one means if you, you want to start using poisons right away, you can. Which can be helpful in the lower levels especially.
1: Never been a fan of poison use just because it suggests that by default people are idiots and will poison themselves. Yes,
0: you've just reminded me that I did not actually explain poison use but just said the word poison use. You don't poison yourself. You don't have a chance to poison yourself when you're poisoning your weapon.
1: Now, that's all they get at level 1. Not getting trap finding is really big because trap finding is like basically useless for rogues. So at least they got something. And we've mentioned sometimes how it's You know,
0: playing level one characters is difficult sometimes because you have to wait till you really get some of your really awesome and unique class abilities. Getting sneak attack at level one, you're already starting to sort of cut out your niche, to use another word we overuse.
1: But then right at level two, you get your other very defining ability for ninja, and that is the key pool. That's right, right at level two. Uh, Monk's got to wait till level four, not you. you. You get it at level two. So the ninja has a pool of key points they get a number equal to one half their level plus their charisma modifier. This is a big part of where their charisma scaling comes in. The more charisma you have, the more of these uh, ninja tricks key abilities you can use. As long as you retain one point in your key pool, you treat any acrobatic skill made to jump as if you had a running start. So that's cool. Something the rogue didn't have. You imagine a roguish person being good at jumping and acrobatics. They actually get something that helps them with that. At 10th level, uh, the ninja reduces the DC of acrobatic skill checks to jump by half, basically doubling the distance you can jump. So from standing with a good acrobatic skill bonus, you can just leap 20, 30 feet if you want to. But that's just the passive ability of the key pool. You can spend these points. Well, what can I do with these points? Um, they get some base abilities that they can always use for their key points, and then later as they level up, they can basically pick and choose new things to spend their key pool on. But right when you get the key pool at level two, you could spend one point from it to do any of the following things. Uh, the big one being you can make one additional attack at your highest attack bonus during a full round action.
0: That's awesome because you said the great words at your highest attack bonus. This is an extra attack. This isn't with a minus five penalty. It's Nothing two handed weapon crap. This is the best you can do.
1: Now this synergizes really well with what the ninja's trying to do. You're trying to get your sneak attacks, you're trying to flank, you do additional damage every time you hit, you want to hit more often. To note that this stacks with effects like haste that give you another additional attack, so a ninja could potentially be attacking a lot of times per round.
0: A ninja can also spend a point to increase your speed by 20 feet for one round, which is great when you want to get into that just the right position to flank somebody or to get your sneak attack off.
1: And that was a big grip we had with Rogue. The Rogue didn't get any tools to get them in the flanking position. Ninja gets it at level 2. Lastly, a Ninja could spend 1 point from their key pool to give themselves a plus 4 bonus to stealth for 1 round. Uh, To note, all of these are swift actions to activate. Uh, The plus 4 to stealth, not very exciting. Typically, if you're good at stealth you're good at stealth and people aren't going to see you anyway. It can be good, though, because it doesn't sort of limit you. Sometimes you might want to
0: gravitate toward a race because you're going to get that bonus, uh, some racial trait that lets you get a plus four bonus or plus something bonus to your stealth. Here you can be like, well, I'll still be good at stealth, uh, so I'm not not pigeonholed into picking those races.
1: I could finally be my Taran Rogue. (laughs) Uh, Similar to basically most other pools and spells, Uh, You get your key points refreshed after eight hours of rest or meditation. And then there's some rules that involve multi-classing and getting extra key pools, stuff like that. We won't get into that.
0: And the ninjas get ninja tricks. Starting at second level, they get one trick and they get a new one every other level.
1: Ninja trick... This guy seems familiar. Have we seen him before, Caleb? Wait, that's not a real mustache. Let me see that. And that's, take off that hat. <gasps> I know you, Ninja Tricks. You're rogue talents. Oh, I would have
0: gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for you and your sneaky
1: eyes. So, we actually did talk, technically, about Ninja Tricks before. They're quite literally rogue talents. Um, And I do say that literally. Uh The rogue can take Ninja Tricks, so we already spoke about these. And also, the ninja, instead of taking Ninja Tricks, can choose to take rogue talents as well
0: i kind of want to disagree with you a little bit they're not the same this isn't the same list yes there is a ninja trick that lets you pick rogue talents i understand that but these ninja tricks uh maybe half of them maybe a little bit less specifically mention key and things that you can only do with key which for the rogue to get requires so a couple
1: of extra stops yeah, there are some that are easier for the ninja to get access to since they just get a key pool, but a rogue can actually get a key pool, but they do have to take an extra uh, effective rogue talent to get that. And I think now you mention it, the rogue key pool, when they get it, goes off of wisdom, which is actually kind of cool.
0: But I mean, I don't, I don't want to give the wrong impression. It, it, it isn't the same list. The lists kind of no, as, no, no. As effectively are combined, but it's still two different lists.
1: Correct. But they do share a very, Strong commonality with the rogue talents and that most of them are absolute trash. (laughs) There is the different
0: categories of um, ones that sort of affect your skills. There's ones that will affect your sneak attack, which you can only have one applied at a time. There's some that you'll see come between them like, oh, now your sneak attack does bleeding damage. Where did I see that before?
1: They get a lot of mysticism flavored ones, such as, you know, if you're near a wall, you can slow fall by pushing your hand against it. Uh, they get some actually interesting ones, like uh, bombs. They can make, like, smoke bombs and poison bombs, and they actually have, like, a whole chain of bomb talents, which are really neat.
0: We're not going to go over the whole list, but we're going to call a couple that we find interesting. Uh, one that is not interesting uh, by its nature, but by its mechanics, is a uh, combat trick. You gain a bonus combat fee. This is good because like we saw with the fighter, he, he really builds stuff off of having all these feats, and most other class don't get as good access to feats. Here, you have a chance to pick a feat. And usually, I don't usually go for these where you trade sort of your class ability uh, to get different feats, but with a list that's maybe not as good like this list here, you may be more attracted to picking a feat instead of one of these tricks.
1: Definitely in the case of rogue, because the ninja and chained rogue don't get dex to damage, you're often craving those extra feats to get your weapon finesse to get your dex to damage feats. One of these ninja tricks I don't even consider an option because you're basically going to take it every time for the vast majority of ninja builds. This is called vanishing Mm trick. By spending one key point as a swift action, the ninja can disappear for one round per level, this acts as invisibility. Well, obviously, for the class that has sneak attack, being able to turn invisible as a swift action is incredibly powerful.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, when you come out of invisibility, though, you're only getting one attack that equals your sneak attack, right?
1: Yes, and then you're visible after the fact. But hopefully you use your invisibility to your advantage, walked around someone. Now you're in a flanking position. Definitely the number one ninja talent. um, And this is the one that's very hard for a rogue to get because they would have to burn two talents just to get this ability. There is Forgotten Trick, where you can expend two key points to
0: temporarily gain a new ninja trick. This one, obviously, you can see how this one could be very helpful. Though you you should have a a, a good pool of key points, which is, can be sort of difficult to get at times because you know you as a ninja you still want to get the decks, you're still putting points into con and other things. You don't have just a ton of points to just throw into your charisma. But two points is a hefty, so it's a hefty cost. But if you can afford it, it can be very helpful, very flexible, which makes some of the lesser interesting tricks viable now. Maybe I'm, I'm not gonna pick Acrobatic Master because I don't see a lot of points where I need to get a plus 20 bonus to my Acrobatics check. Alright? But if I have this forgotten trick trick. Thank you for doing that to me, Paizo. I don't know why you put... Why would you do that? There's a couple things where they have put trick into the trick name. Now I can use that sort of lesser known ability, lesser useful ability when the niche scenario arrives.
1: They get Shadow Clone Jutsu. Um, this is basically the mirror image spell. You get a couple duplicates of you that your opponents might hit instead of you.
0: It's really great because it acts as a spell, which means it, it scales up. Uh, my, my ninja player used this to great effect. This is really, I think Mirror Image is one of the best spells in the game to be able to get it uh, for, for points of key cost. That means I, I don't have a limit like, oh, I can only cast it twice a day. No, I'm just chucking this out as many tricks I need, I have, and as many times I need to do it. It's a really good one.
1: So notice the ones that we're calling out are good, or most of the ones that involve key. And they don't just use key, they tend to act like spells. No, notice that spells are powerful. Uh, vanishing Trick, it acts like invisibility shadow clone it acts like mirror image they basically have minor spell casting which is why the ninja tends to be more viable than the rogue there's a few
0: tricks to involve shurikens and i don't want to go through it because we're not like making builds here but if we were going to make example builds i would absolutely make one that uses uh shurikens my player did a very cool shuriken build uh that just did incredible damage and one of the very important tricks for that build is key charge where you expend a key point to sort of explosively charge your your shurikens. It's a thrown weapon. You don't have to be a shuriken, but he picked shurikens, and that that's a that's a scaling trick. So that's that's a really cool one to use, and definitely a, a, one of the cooler builds. And then, of course, uh, I think we sort of walked around it, but there is there is the actual trick called Rogue Talent, where you can gain a Rogue Talent in place of a ninja trick. And, it's, and this is the only trick, I think, that you can pick multiple times. There might be one or two others, but mostly you can only pick them once.
1: So the ninja's all, only level two at this point. It can already disappear from plain sight. It can already attack you a bunch of times with its iterative attacks. It gets sneak attacks, as poison use. This is a very well-defined class very early mm-hmm. in its leveling. Yep. But wow, ninja tricks are better than rogue talents. Key pool is better than rogue getting nothing comparable to that. Well, the ninja is losing something for this, right? Yeah, they are. And it's evasion.
0: Ooh, that's really yeah, bad. ouch. Evasion's one of my favorite abilities.
1: Not as a GM, Christian Landris. <laughs> so... Being incentivized to have high dexterity, having a high reflex save, not really that useful when the best you could do is still get hurt by things targeted at you. So you, you effectively have a bad fort save, a bad will save, most likely, because you're putting points into Charisma, you don't have as much left over to put into Wisdom, and now you have just kind of, like, okay Reflex saves. Like, you better stay Hidden Ninja, because if anyone points at you and says, make a save, you're just you're just gonna cower and fear. At least
0: Reflex is your one good save, though.
1: Right. And they do later get the ability to choose to have Evasion, but it comes at a very great cost. This is one of the big differences between Rogue and Ninja, believe it or not. It's one I feel like shouldn't be there i I feel like the ninja should also be good at evasion but i guess they had to give up something
0: yeah i i I agree wholeheartedly with what you just said
1: it's just like the first time i saw this i was like wait the ninja doesn't have evasion but why (laughs) he works on
0: not being seen and thus not being attacked instead of true dodging and rolling out of the way
1: so next we're moving on to level three where they get one of my least favorite abilities in the game a very cool idea executed very weakly it's called No Trace. A ninja's good at covering their tracks and remaining hidden and concealing their presence. Trying to track a ninja using the survival skill? Add one to that DC. Ooh, wow, one? Where'd the, where'd the ninja go? <laughs> Man. Did you say a whole one? A whole one, Caleb. Not a half, not a third. Well, a whole at least one. it'll probably
0: scale quickly, right?
1: <laughs> well, let's see what- It's not just, not just a survival skill tracking you. They also gain a plus one bonus to disguise and stealth checks- Whenever they are stationary and don't do anything for at least one round. That's right, more ones.
0: Yeah, great. With my stealth check that I can get plus four. on. Uh, I mean, if, if you're making a good build, even if it's like a remotely good build, if you pick a right race and uh, and you've got that plus four and your class, it's already stealth class classical for you. You can have a great stealth check that one will not be the difference between success and failure, usually.
1: This bonus does increase over time, as if it wasn't good enough. The bonuses increase by one every three levels. Gross. So level six, you're getting a plus two. I really, I really like the idea of this ability. I really like the idea that when the ninja, like, hides in a shadowy corner, they blend in, they're hard to see, but the mechanical bonus is so very small. I mean, I
0: do like the idea, but even if it was, like, a plus three every small levels, that'd be, like, strong or whatever, but it's uninteresting what do you do in combat i stand still
1: oh okay well i don't imagine it as an application in combat but more in when the ninja is disguised and like trying to infiltrate a group of people he's just standing still and people aren't noticing him um the ninja's hiding when people are searching for him he hides up in the rafters and kind of like ducks into the shadows and disappears and just has to stay completely still and then there's like a little sweat drop
0: right and it falls it's to The ground. Fall he has down to catch it with his hand does not layered off all right all right mission impossible i like that i love that concept you just described i just don't think even if the bonuses were better this would really make it fun to do maybe
1: you're good at it kind of it's not fun Right. I I can see that. And the survival one is just, I feel, almost an insult. It's just like, if someone's tracking you, they could probably already And if someone's
0: tracking you, you, uh, I hate to break it to you, but the GM is just going to decide whether or not they get you. Really? It's really rare that, I think, (laughs) in my experience, that a GM rolls survival to find a PC. He's already got a story beat, a story moment that's going to happen or not going to happen. Don't let them behind the curtain, Caleb. They can't know that the dice are meaningless. (laughs) My dice, my dice are actually all blank. When I roll them, I'm just making noise. <laughs> Let me see if that
1: guy hits. Duh, 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 duh. I, I want <laughs> to call make a dice rolling noise with your mouth. I
0: want to, I want to uh, quote Christian because it's just too funny. In the notes for next to no trace, it says the hottest, quietest garbage.
1: <laughs> Which also, in addition to no trace, you're getting one more snack attack. Right.
0: We don't have to mention every. They get it every other level. All right. We get it.
1: Yeah. Every other level, you get a sneak attack. Every level, you're not getting a sneak attack. You're getting another wonderful trick.
0: Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just playing some role-playing games. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Pathfinder Academy, they got to be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast,
1: Trailblazers? Trailblazers is an actual play podcast where you can see many of the concepts addressed in this show come to life. Season 2 of Trailblazers has been great so far, and I especially like that you can get into it without any prior knowledge of Season 1. It's definitely a fun adventure, especially if you like mysteries
0: and dash of cyberpunk with your fantasy. If high fantasy is more your style, then consider giving Season 1 a listen.
1: You can find Trailblazers on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen as well, so go to our site tblazer.net for a complete list of the ways that you can listen. So go ahead, grab some dice,
0: and join us. All right, Christian, you come across an obviously important character to the plot. What do you do? I immediately shoot him in the face. Ugh, Christian. Level 4, you're getting something, which is good so far. It seems like every level we're getting something uh, new, at least. That's pretty cool. We get Uncanny Dodge. Uncanny Dodge, which is, to me, uh, Evasion's uh, ugly cousin. Sort of cool. Pretty neat, but not as cool as as as. Uh, well, I don't need to explain the analogy, now, do
1: I? I think you do, Caleb. I don't know where you're going with this. They, it's not the uglier cousin. It's the. I think they are twins. No,
0: no, you frater- think they are fraternal, fraternal. Let's twins. Let's talk about it, and then we can argue. A ninja. I love this. You know, I'm gonna start having opinions just because they. I think you're the opposite ones of you. Because is so much fun with you.
1: No, you, you don't start having opinions, Caleb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A ninja can react to danger before her senses would normally allow her to do so. She cannot be caught flat-footed. Doesn't lose her dex bonus to AC if attacker is invisible. Uh, there's still a couple other ways you can lose your AC, your dex bonus to AC, but not in those main ways, which are
1: the sort of uh, the main ways that you would lose the bonus. Uncanny okay, dodge is really, really helpful. It's more so helpful for the barbarian than the ninja and rogue, because the number one time you're going to get caught flat-footed is when you are um, caught by surprise. You are lower in the initiative order. Uh, ninjas as having sneak attack are trying to get the highest initiative possible trying to sneak up on your enemies typically you're the one trying to surprise other people but for in the cases that you know someone gets you jumps the gun on you um you are doesn't matter you get full ac most of your ac comes from your dexterity in the first place so you really don't want to be flat-footed
0: and you're telling me that you think this is as powerful as evasion
1: yes Certainly no so.
0: way! Uh, on the first round and then for a few like choice scenarios, it's nowhere near as helpful as something that can come at you at any round or every round. I mean, Taking it depends no on the damage is way different than my ACs down a few one round a, a, a combat if I didn't roll my initiative high enough. Yeah, maybe it's important if you're going against, if you're opposing another thing with sneak attack, but that doesn't happen very often.
1: I mean, it's very dependent on the creatures you're throwing at your players. It's possible this doesn't come into play, but if you don't throw wizards that do fireballs or live in a world with grenades, then reflex isn't always terribly helpful. But it is possible for creatures to have sneak attack. I'm thinking of like doppelgangers and things like that. that. No, of course,
0: but I mean, no good GM would throw every combat. There's another sneak attack guy. There's another sneak attack guy. There's another sneak attack guy. No one would really blame... A GM, if every other combat there was a caster of some sort, and
1: casters don't always have to use reflex saves. Oh no! But the important thing here is that most of your AC is coming from your dexterity. So if you ever were to be caught flat-footed, most of the time you'd be hit hundred percent of the time.
0: But most of the time is one round. It's one round, except for a few the niche, the most important vi- round, a few niche beasts, which you're certainly not going to have thrown at you every encounter, unless your GM is just really boring. Oh, it's another invisible stalker. Hey John hey John, what's in the what's in the castle? Is it an invisible stalker again? What if your Friday gets a ninja guild?
1: Again, you're picking very a niche things. Guild.
0: I think i uh
1: I don't think those are niche at no, all. Things. Things I happen. think it's
0: way more widespread to have things thrown at you that are going to make you make reflex saves. There's even environment situations which you make reflex saves. The things that that really um capitalize off you
1: losing your dex bonus to AC are far less frequent. I mean, I disagree from other... You're someone that uses reflex saves a lot, Caleb. The the game I'm playing with you, there's rocket launchers, and there's grenades. There's a lot of, you know, electricity-based things. Other games I've played, reflex saves, at least ones that deal specifically damage, are much less common. But another way to think about Uncanny Dodge is that a ninja's trying to do something. They're trying to go first to try and get sneak attacks. This is hedging your bets in that if you ever get the bad luck that you don't get to do what you're trying to do. It's basically hedging your weakness in that, you know, sometimes you're not going to lose initiative, but at least you're not completely butchered if you do.
0: But big whoop your AC is normal. It's just like any other round. With evasion, you either cancel out uh half of the damage or all of it completely. or we agree, disagree, Christian, fine. You know what? We're having this heated argument on really what is pretty a, a pretty pretty <laughs> a thing that maybe doesn't deserve a heated argument. I think evasion is better than a candy dodge. I think they're equal. That's it, we're no longer friends. Maybe we, we, we can we can move on.
1: Well we're not moving on to level five because they don't get anything, which is kinda of disappointing. You usually think of five as like a milestone, but you're just getting sneak attack that level. But level six ninja gets a really cool ability actually i think my favorite ninja class ability it's called light steps Mm -hmm. and ninja learns to move while barely touching the surface underneath her as a full round action you can move up to twice your speed ignoring difficult terrain while moving in this way Any surface will support the ninja, no matter how much she weighs. This allows her to move across water, lava, or even the thinnest tree branches. You gotta end your movement on a space that can support you, though. You can't end on lava. I like the idea that you can. It's just a very poor decision. (laughs) When moving in this way... She does not take damage from surfaces or hazards that react to being touched, such as lava or caltrops, nor does she need to make acrobatics checks to avoid falling on slippery or rough surfaces. Finally, when using light steps, the ninja ignores any mechanical traps that use a location-based trigger.
0: Am I just not using caltrops enough? Because they're mentioned a lot.
1: They're actually super helpful. <laughs> like, I always think, like, look at cow I like, I should give someone them. <laughs> and I never do.
0: I agree with what you said earlier. This is a fantastic ability and super thematic to when you think of a ninja, especially like in any sort of anime where it's like running his arms behind his back. You know you know that one kid that watched too much anime and in gym class he ran with his arms behind his back? Does not look as cool in person, let me tell you that. But it's a really cool idea. I love the idea of just being even lava, I never noticed that till just now that I could just walk across lava with this or run across.
1: Oh, I like how I like how being flat-footed is too uncommon, but running across lava like that totally happens all the time.
0: <sighs> if we were comparing <laughs> but, if we were comparing light steps with evasion, I might say evasion is better. <laughs>
1: Um, What I love about this ability is that it is very absolute in its wording. There's not like a fringe scenario you can make up that won't work with this. The ninja can run across stuff. It doesn't really matter what it is. They're not going to be affected by it. They don't even have to make a check. They can just do it. It's basically a spell at this point, which is one of the reasons I spellcasting is so powerful. They're often very absolute in their wording. Oh, why can't I douse this magical fire? Well, because it says you can't douse this magical fire. Well, why doesn't the ninja have to make an acrobatics check? Because it says right here, the ninja doesn't have to make an acrobatics mm-hmm. check. There's nothing that can make him make it. Yep. Uh, hard to utilize? I, I feel like the GM really has to make specific circumstances to make this work.
0: As a guy who runs games online, it's it's more difficult, especially because I do it for a podcast, so I try not to use roll 20. Uh, but in, in what is my favorite to actually play in real life and to be able to draw maps and things always adding hazards and, and, and an interesting battlefield is I think part of any gym that wants to be worth his salt. And so I think this is a great way to use it in combat across any sort of hazard like that, or even just get into higher ground and things like that. Super cool. This, this opens up a world of possibilities uh, out of combat. Um, you want the ninja to go good on that rooftop and, and jump from rooftop to rooftop, Uh, And then spy on the area you're going into. He's the perfect scout. I love this. I love this ability so much. And it's sort of rare, I think, for some of these class traits, these class features, to be super useful out of combat and to really foster role-playing. And I think this does it well.
1: Caleb did use some verbiage that would indicate they can go up. You cannot go up. You're basically going in a straight line.
0: Oh, Christian, just you wait till we get to some master tricks.
1: (laughs) So that was level six. Uh, level seven they don't get anything new Uh, then we move to level eight where all they're getting is improved uncanny dodge Uh, you can no longer be flanked uh, unless the flanking character is a yada yada has more levels in rogue than you essentially Um, definitely not as strong as the others but can be helpful
0: see I like improved uncanny dodge way better than uncanny dodge obviously it's it's called improved I must right Uh, the idea that when you're in combat that you don't have to worry about being flanked anymore that you're that can be so hindering to your positioning like uh all right well i'm going to flank this guy so i get my sneak attack but that does mean now i'm flanked now it doesn't matter anymore you don't need to calculate that into your into your position now we're 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 skipping past 9 to get to something new at 10 which is the master tricks i like these a lot This is sort of, this reminds me when we did the Arcanist. They had the exploits, and then they had sort of the greater exploit versions, and those were always really cool. This is a similar thing. There's a lot of really cool master tricks. I'd like to go over some of them.
1: To note, uh, unlike rogue talents, um, advanced rogue talents and master tricks aren't as interchangeable. A rogue can never take a master trick. There's no advanced trick that lets them do that. There is, however, a master trick that allows a ninja to take an advanced rogue talent, Mm. which there were some good ones in there, very few, but they did exist. So just something the ninja has a leg up on the rogue.
0: I mean, I think I have to mention it because we just got in this argument, you can select evasion. And then if you build that with selecting an advanced rogue talent, you can get improved evasion. It's
1: costing you two master tricks. I mean, we know how powerful evasion is. It is really powerful. um, To note, if you were thinking of taking this, there are. There's at least one item that gives you evasion. Um, it's pretty expensive, from what I recall. But there is like a ring or a necklace that just gives you evasion. Mm. So whether or not it fits into your build, worth it to get the evasion talent? If you're playing in one of Caleb's campaigns where everyone throws grenades at you, it was a uh, s- probably, a probably worth the investment.
0: Game with advanced <laughs> weapons.
1: <laughs> uh, the analog to vanishing trick, there is actually a master trick that is an upgrade to vanishing trick called invisible blade. Vanishing trick was you could spend a swift action to turn invisible. Invisible blade makes it so that you could spend a swift action at a key point to become greater invisible. Greater invisible is the form of invisibility that does not end once you attack. So say hello to full round attacks where every single one is attacking flat-footed and sneak attacking unless your opponent has C invisibility.
0: Most of these tricks are pretty cool. I want to like mention every them because there's, there's really cool things you can do uh, with combining them with other certain tricks and talents, and some reasons I'm not picking them because like, well, I can buy a ring that does this, things like that, uh, but, but I am going to stick to just picking a few. One I sort of hinted at was Unbound Steps. This trick allows a ninja to use her key to walk through the air, and whenever the ninja uses the Light Steps class feature, she can walk on air, rising or descending as she desires. This one gives you just... You're practically flying. You know, obviously you have to end somewhere. You're, you don't really, you're not really flying. But this, you're having near unfettered movement in a combat. And this sort of small one is like see the unseen where you can see invisibility as a swift action for a key point. Super cool. I think there's a lot of better ones you're going to want to spend your master trick, you know, limited master tricks on. But it's, it's a good one. Or it's, it's,
1: it's an interesting one. I really like ghost step. Uh, as a swift action, you can basically go through walls as if you were a ghost. Uh, you go through five feet of thickness per level, which is really cool, really powerful. Like I said, all these act like spells. So anything that acts like a spell is obviously really good.
0: Yeah, I was. this was definitely on my list to mention as well. My player picked this one, and it was really cool because now you have this this opportunity as a GM to sort of craft an encounter or a dungeon that takes advantage of this, that rewards them for taking this. I made a sort of... A maze. Actually, I think I mentioned this, so I'm not going to go over too far in um, how to make good encounters. Sort of a maze, and I made it in mind knowing he can use ghost Step to sort of circumvent it in ways and sort of reward him for picking this. And he used it countless times in role-playing to sneak into places that he's not meant to be in and things like that. So it's definitely one, if you're a GM and and your player picks this, reward him for it and then also be prepared to... uh, to take taken into account when you make your plans. You, do, you don't want to be that guy that goes, oh, I wasn't planning that he could walk through walls. Uh, no, this wall's mag- <clears throat> magic?
1: There's an anti-magic field? Listen, you know, plan for it. Something we didn't explicitly state, um, you can burn feats to get more um, tricks, to get more talents. Um, it is one feat. You can take the rogue talent feat. It, but it effectively works the same. You get an extra ninja trick.
0: With that, can you pick master tricks? Yes. Okay. as Long as you're obviously level ten or higher.
1: Assassinate seems really cool. My player picked it,
0: and it's actually there's a it's surprisingly difficult to pull off because it's really sort of um, a thing where you don't want to be recognized. And he wasn't super great at using his stealth in combat. He preferred to uh, not risk it, and it's just like uh, it's it's a risk because I could just deal this damage, or I could waste my actions. Not. It, attempting to do something that could fail uh seems sort of alluring but it's kind of difficult to pull off i think deadly shuriken is part of the shuriken build that he used that was uh very powerful
1: i think we've successfully mentioned every single one of yeah, these. yeah
0: almost i think sorry but these are all really good uh and then there's one that you can just pick a feat which is good because other ones you could pick combat feats here you can pick normal feats
1: unless unless you're a mastermind and you take the feat master trick to get extra rogue talent to get the talent you want. I want to mention one more. Blinding Bomb. If you went the bomb build you can get a bomb that people have to make a fort save or be blinded. Having an AoE blind in addition to be able to turn invisible, more ways to get your sneak attacks off. And hey, you can't see invisibility if you can't see it all. <laughs> That's true. So uh, from here on,
0: you're just getting, you're just building up off of getting new f- new tricks, getting more damage dice, which are the two things you really want to keep going anyway.
1: Yeah, so th- think of the tricks that we just went over more as class features that you're picking and choosing as you level yes. up. Because obviously every every level, every other level after 10, you are able to pick another master trick.
0: All right, Christian. I finally reached level 20. I've been through ridiculously long encounters because everybody has a million abilities and things. What is my reward? How am I the coolest ninja that ever was?
1: Caleb, you become Mm -hmm. the hidden master. Mm -hmm. At 20th level, the ninja becomes a true master of her art. She can, as a standard action, uh, consume three key points and cast greater invisibility on herself. I know that doesn't sound great because you have invisible blade by now, but wait, wait. So you get greater invisibility. While invisible in this way, she cannot be detected by any means. Not even invisibility purge, see invisibility, or true seeing can reveal her. So that's obviously insanely powerful. You actually can spend three points to become undetectable, beat someone up while they're like, what is beating me up? I don't understand. Uh, But that's not all. In addition, whenever, anytime, don't matter when. The ninja deals sneak attack damage, you could sacrifice your damage dice to apply a penalty to one ability score to your target equal to the number of dice that you sacrifice. This penalty does not stack with itself and cannot reduce an ability score below 1. So at this point, you have 10d6 sneak attack damage. That means that instead of dealing 10d6, which is a very weak fireball at this point, you can instead say, give them minus 10 to their intelligence. You just made them an idiot. Say, what's that? It's a full round action. I have five attacks. More if you're spending your key points to get additional attacks. Maybe you're two weapon fighting. I don't know your life. (laughs) But then you stab them again and then you reduce their decks by 10. Now they're stupid and slow. Like this is, there's no save. There is no save against this. This is insane. Anything that doesn't offer a save is insane.
0: Yeah, this is super cool. They did it. Congratulations. You made me feel like the coolest ninja. And it wasn't because now I get a plus five to being tracked and hiding in plain sight. (laughs) Now it's when I attack you, when I I appear out of the shadows to kill you, I'm hamstringing you. You are done. Obviously, it's better than evasion and uncanny dodge
1: combined. I mean, I'm scared. I'm I'm just, I've never actually seen this used, and I probably won't, because I don't typically play such high-level campaigns, but can't be detected by any means? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, that? I guess that includes blind sense. Like, this scene, like, just like the light steps, I really like that this is so absolute. It says you, you cannot be detected. And the wording's
0: very specific. It doesn't say can't be seen, cannot be detected.
1: So I guess that means when someone starts getting stabbed, they're just throwing, they're just swinging in your direction, taking that minus... You know, that 50% mischance for having total concealment, or they're just trying to throw AoEs in your way, and that that's so—it's uh, absolutely mental. You're,
0: you're pretty much invisible for the rest of the encounter,
1: which I'm glad they put
0: three points—it wasn't, like, for one key point, it cost you three, but at that point, you should have enough key that this is, like, the first thing you do.
1: So if you if you, if you stab someone and you give them a minus 10 to their constitution, that's a minus 5—that's that's minus 5 to the uh, ability score modifier— so that means they're losing 5 hit points per level, which 5 times 20, it's a straight upgrade. You can just do 100 damage. Instead of de- doing 10d6, why don't you do 100 mm-hmm. damage by giving them a minus 10 to con, and then also dropping their fort save by 5.
0: Yeah. We do have to be careful. Let's not oversell it. First off, this is a standard action, which means if you do it in combat, you're not attacking that same round. And second off, we have to—I'm sorry, it's turning invisible is what I mean, which you're going to be doing this when you want to be invisible— And second off, and second off, at level twenty, you're gonna get things that are immune to sneak attack. You're gonna come things that don't have con scores. You're gonna get a lot, a a plethora of really crazy things where it's not as simple as the goblin. If you bring its con score down, you're gonna kill it or make it very easy to kill. But that's the great part about it is it's any ability score. So the thing doesn't have if it's undead, okay, well then charisma score. Or if it's a thing that's relying on strength, strength score. The flexibility here uh, makes it so very
1: very deadly. You're fighting the Null. It has no ability (laughs) scores. Christian, that is the Ninja. Uh, How do you feel about him? I like the Ninja a lot. Like I said, it it was the first foray into trying to make the Rogue more viable. I think they did a good job at that. It's very very obvious that the Ninja is going to be able to do a lot more than the Rogue is. I don't think they're as versatile as the Rogue because... Not to make builds for people, but I feel like you're kind of shoehorned into the vanishing trick. I I kind of feel like you have to take vanishing Mm -hmm. trick. There's not really any way around it. Um, But it is pretty versatile in terms of whether you are a melee build or a range build both are really viable there's an to help you out with that as
0: well yeah some of some of the ones i think the rogue has as well it shares like uh the the sniper or whatever it's called you can do it range you know of course there's tricks to let you have sneak attack at
1: more than 30 feet it fixes a lot of the problems we highlighted with rogue the inability to reliably get sneak attack nothing that really synergizes with sneak attack no way to get into flanking positions you get all that but it is limited you can only do it so many times per day which is obviously an important balancing decision, but once you run out of key points, or there's really not many way to refresh them, you're kind of just a rogue again.
0: The good news is there's plenty of items and things to help you out with that, though. Right. Um. I, I love them. If if I was to like unchain the the ninja, I would I would make very few changes. Uh, I told you about the B A B just because I need to reliably hit things, and uh, just a few of the tricks maybe make a little more powerful, a little more relevant. Uh, but not many. I honestly believe this, this list of tricks is far better than the rogues list of talents. Uh, and, and I love that they are also very connected to or many of them are very connected to the, the key point pool. So there's actually very few things I dislike about this classic. It's very interesting. I like the ability that you can sort of incorporate the range um, shurikens into your build. Um the ninja I talked about before, he didn't he didn't pigeonhole himself into either the cloaking sword guy or the or the key charging dude. He he sort of did a bounce of both and he had plenty of talents. To make that possible. If the, only, the only real downside is that no trace, really. And then, oh, well, one of my things isn't the coolest. Okay, whatever. I still got sneak attack at level.
1: I like ninja more when you branch out and make a character that isn't your stereotypical ninja. Um, I had a friend who played a game with me. He was a, I think he was an elf or half-elf ninja, I forget which... Uh, I think, I think a full elf. Um, but he didn't really, like, have the ninja aesthetic. He, he was kind of like a farmer elf. And just, you know, because of his connection to nature, Elvis magic, that's how he flavored his ability to turn invisible. Um, also made a really powerful build because elves get bow proficiency. And a ninja with a bow is absolutely terrifying. Shurikens can only be thrown, well, they can be thrown over 10 feet, but they have a penalty. They only have a 10 foot range. Bows have 120 foot range. <laughs> the ninja is not only hidden, he is also in the grassy knoll you know, a few hundred feet away from you, hitting you with sneak attacks.
0: Well, that's the alternate class the ninja. We only have one alternate class left to do, and that is the samurai alternate to the cavalier. I know I know very little about the samurai. I'm interested to get into them.
1: I really like the samurai because it is a martial class similar to the ninja. It gets this something not as mystic, flavored as a key pool, something more mundane that gives them abilities to resist damage, to be more hardy, which I always like the idea of someone not magical, but someone through sheer force of will, through sheer resolve, uh, can do things, can become more powerful.
0: If you're listening to this podcast uh, soon after it's coming out, I hope you enjoyed this little bonus sneak peek into our class overview series.
1: Caleb doesn't like it when I enjoy things. (laughs) things. <laughs> so we won't be doing one for a while.
0: Uh, but we're, we're hopefully, you know, we'll start off at the top with Barbarian. So look forward to that. You guys. See, we're like, it's like, it's confusing. We're talking two different timelines now. We're crossing the streams. We got, Christian, we have to end the podcast before they, they cross and everything blows up. Thank you all for
1: listening. Class is dismissed.
0: Pathfinder Academy is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our site, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at network. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Hey, Brian, you want to play role-playing games tonight? I can't. My body's trapped in this strange membrane. Wow, should I... Take you to a doctor? Nah, it feels really good. Just put my earbuds in. No, that's just wrong. But here at Tales from the Lich, we're all right. When you can't play, listen. (sighs) Talesfromthelich.com That's just wrong.